You're listening to AW360, a podcast from Advertising Week. Recorded in studio and live at Advertising Week's global events, AW360 features thought leadership conversations with the best and the brightest in the advertising, marketing, and technologies industries each and every week. If you enjoy AW360, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and maybe even leave a positive review. Thanks for listening. Donna, welcome to AW360. I'm so pleased to have you on the show today. Uh, It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So you're Managing Director at MediaLink. For the uninitiated, what is MediaLink and what do you do there? MediaLink is a management consulting firm that focuses on the intersection of media, marketing, advertising, technology, and entertainment, especially since we are now owned by UTA. And what that actually means on a day-to-day basis is that I have the pleasure of overseeing our marketing transformation practice. We work with brands, uh, major Fortune 500s, as well as emerging companies in understanding how their marketing teams and technology and process and partnership should be structured to get um, really the, the best outcomes for their business and be reflective of consumers. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It sounds like it. You know, UTA has been a partner of ours for, I believe, three years running now. Um, And I speak with a couple guys over there every year also on this podcast. What has that integration been like? For us, I think uh, it's been a a great cultural change in terms of uniting the connectivity between brands and talent, which are brands into themselves. Um, I'll say on a personal level, the opportunities for us to collaborate and think with more of an agent mentality has been fun. So how, how are we truly representing the companies and the clients that we work for? Some of that was really, I think, endemic and in uh, a unique way in which the talent industry has been doing that for a long time, but actually really worked well with how we think about ourselves at MediaLink. Um, and then from a business standpoint, we've seen huge opportunity in helping both talent or actors, celebrities who are looking to build media and marketing businesses and transform their marketing for themselves or or brands that they may be launching. And then on the flip side, to help our brand marketing clients to better understand a much wider world of entertainment. So beyond just thinking about paid advertising, um, which tends to be a lot of the focus of events like this, Also thinking about how are you truly influencing culture by influencing the creators of culture and partnering with the creators of culture. So I'll say it's still early days, but we see huge opportunity uh, in partnering with with our clients on both sides of the fence. You know, you said it was entertaining and fun. You made it sound twice as fun just in that response. That's great. Ah, this is actually a recruitment (laughs) session uh, being hosted as a podcast. (laughs) Excellent. Well, you're doing a great job so far. Um, So, you know, obviously we're here advertising New York, mm-hmm. um, you have a panel called Why Marketing Leaders Optimism is What We Need Right Now. Tell us about it. Right now. Right now. I think uh, one of the things that MediaLink has been doing for many years now is that we uh, do a global survey of over 400 marketing leaders to really understand what it is that they are focused on, what their priorities are, what they're investing in. and. This year in particular, as we looked to 2024 and we published a report called The Marketer's Forecast, 
we know that there are a lot of headwinds in the overall global economy, uh, in the advertising industry at large. But what we found in particular was that marketing leaders who over the past few years may have been bruised and battered quite a bit. We've seen a ton of turnover in the leadership level. Um, we've seen many businesses who historically have started to reduce uh, both the actual expenditure in marketing, but also the importance of marketing. And we've seen a big, I think, turnaround, even in the face of a really difficult prediction um, for 2024's growth, that marketing leaders believe that they are part of the growth agenda. That's an imperative that that they need to be a part of and they want to be a part of. And they see the opportunity to both be direct contributors to revenue. We actually saw that 91% of marketing leaders agree that they have a direct impact on the revenue pipeline for their companies. And, and also that their teams really care about you know, contributing to business. And that's a big departure from previous years where a lot of a marketer's job was convincing the rest of the C-suite that they needed more money to spend to build brands. And I think we can have another chat later over uh, many cocktails on why we do believe in building brands, but I think there's so much more of a rich conversation now happening at the executive table where CMOs are a part of discussing the growth of businesses and why brands are part of that instead of just simply, you know, we, we need more budget in order to build. That's fascinating. You know, I mean, you, you think of everything going on in the world and everything going on with the economy and all of that. It seems like it would be tough to find optimism. And yet, what was it? Would you say it was 91%? Was that right? 91% of marketing leaders believe that they have a direct Im meaningful impact on the pipeline of future revenue. That's amazing. Wow. So let's talk about growth. Let's do it. What do you see as being both the biggest contributor to growth in the coming years and the, the let's call it the largest challenge that, some, that one might face. So when we looked at not only the statistics of marketers telling us what they were focused on, we also followed up with uh, deep interviews to understand, so what are you doing about it, right? Mm -hmm. So we understand the challenges in the market, we understand this great optimism. What is, how does that come to life in your businesses? We have coined it the new four Ps. So we see marketers focusing on product, on people, on platforms, and on partnerships in order to drive growth. And product is probably the most obvious, um, although not necessarily ha has it been as obvious for CMOs historically. So there are many chief marketing officers that are now both taking on chief growth or chief customer officer responsibilities. They have direct oversight of product extensions and new service lines. But you've also got a lot stronger voice of marketers who are bringing in consumer feedback, not just to optimize your marketing activities, but, but to really look at the pipeline of product and understand, are we serving the needs of customers? Are we serving the needs of customers that are representative of the world that we live in today? And so we see that that's going to be a big driver of growth is where the marketing community can help of course, build a brand that can translate into new products and service lines and help companies to grow, but also to ensure that you're properly serving consumers. So I think that's going to be, as I mentioned, the, the, the biggest driver of growth. The other three areas which are, are closer to home and, and for the CMO who does not have as much you know, direct control over product line, we've seen a lot of focus on organizational restructuring, centralization of teams to really unlock uh, the, 
the speed in which teams can move, but it can also share. So let's stop trying things out in many different markets simultaneously or from a portfolio company on many different brands. We need to work together and have a smaller team so that we can communicate and move fast. And that's highly enabled by platforms. We've seen a lot of chatter this week about artificial intelligence, but I think what's been interesting is that we found in our survey, 84% of marketers have applied artificial intelligence in some way in the last year. But when we dug a little bit deeper into our conversations with marketers, we understood a lot of the issue has been, you can do these tests and you can invest in some technology implementation, but you have to look at how the teams are actually operating around that to ensure that it's it's going to unlock or that you've, you've used hypothesis-driven thinking to try to predict what you believe the outcome will be and then test and learn to see if it's achieving that. Um, so that's another big area where we, where, where we see growth. Interesting. And on the challenge side, what do you think about that? I mean, I think there's, there's huge challenges, particularly around driving accountability. Yeah. And I, I've spent a lot of time working with clients and joining CMO communities to discuss how difficult it can be to translate what feels like meaningful measurement for marketing activities and the optimization of campaigns and assets into meaningful contribution to business and, and, and helping to balance both what short-term wins are, particularly if you're in categories like retail and financial services where you you live and die by your day-to-day performance and often the performance that the, the street is looking at for you. And so how, how to look both long-term, particularly if as a marketing leader, you are responsible for the health and the growth of, of a brand, of this kind of amorphous thing, but also being able to sit in, in a boardroom and talk about how next week, you know, what's our promotional cycle going to look like. And I think that's been one of the biggest challenges we found is that no one has a silver bullet of, of perfect data, perfect measurement systems. And so it has to be an ongoing conversation and, and education across the, you know, across the CFO and COO and CEO lines. Do you think marketers are really expecting that silver bullet? I mean, we have all of this data, we have all of these processes, we have AI at this point, and yet I've always been of the belief that we're never going to have that silver bullet. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, I, I work in a consulting firm, which means that if there were a silver bullet, we wouldn't have jobs. So, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I, I guess I would say I'm somewhat incentivized by the fact that there's complexity in the industry. Um, but, but I do think that that... There's not an expectation of perfection, but we do work with a lot of clients, particularly if you think of the last few years about the huge D2C boom mm-hmm. and all the private equity money that was poured into that industry. There were very clear, very measurable, singular short-term KPIs, which felt at the time like a silver bullet, yeah. right? Almost all of the marketing was focused digitally. The transactions were digital. We, we could look immediately at... Uh, at sales and revenue and margin and optimize and go. And then we saw as things get more complicated and brands get bigger and they need to build more awareness and reach more consumers and therefore use more channels, more touch points. Many of those D2C brands started being sold in brick and mortar. And that's where the complexity comes in is that once you start to scale, which every brand, every company wants to do, 
you, you're going to run into a challenge of having to find Im, imperfect solutions, but ones that give you enough confidence. And I think it's about, it, it is about having that conversation of what are the things that we know to be true, what are really strong indicators of what performance looks like, and, and where do we have to make some educated guesses together as opposed to just within a marketing community looking at media KPIs, for instance. I'm going to do the fast forward question now. Let's pretend it is October 2024. We're back at Advertising Week. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's in a shopping mall. Maybe it's not. <laughs> what do you think we'll be talking about if we sat down and recorded a follow-up episode then? Well, my hope is that as we do this survey annually, we will see a lot of the objectives that we've heard marketers setting for 2024 being achieved. Mm -hmm. So true marketing leadership around stronger products and better connectivity to consumers, a focus on diverse investment because both it's reflective of the world around us, but it is reflective of good business. That's what I, I was referring to when we talk about product line extension and service line extension and really serving consumer needs. Yeah. An area that we also dug into was looking at new models of partnership because for marketing uh, for marketing teams that sit within brands, the reality is the number of hands and feet that are actually doing marketing execution largely sit outside of your walls or with the same business card as you. And so in this year's survey, we heard a lot about, I need more flexibility with my partnerships. 30% um, we, were planning to renegotiate existing contracts to get more flexibility. 36% were planning to add new specialist partners. And so we, we have heard a lot of expectation around how we're gonna work with partners in a different way. And my, my prediction for next year is that the companies that are really leaning into the power of partners and to the point of like no silver bullet in measurement, it's also true in terms of if we have more minds working together with the same type of shared information, we can actually come up with stronger and better ideas, but those are really hard to navigate and to orchestrate. And so our, our hope by sharing this year some of our findings about new models of, of operating with new and multiple partners, and partners I mean big and small. Mm -hmm. we've, we've also seen over 50% of marketers have been investing in direct relationships with talent and celebrity and bringing them to the table. So not just your major creative AOR and your media AOR, we're, we're talking about bringing, you know, a, an actress or a digital influencer to be part of that conversation. And I think we we hope that the that next year we're gonna be talking about how well you can bring partners in and collaborate and have consistent view and understanding of what's what's happening with consumers to be able to make better decisions without being held down by the typical process and timeline of, oh, well, there are seven different people who need to sign off on this and the amount of time it takes to schedule a Zoom call with all of us is gonna be the end of us. I have to say that was a very optimistic answer. I appreciate that. Well, at least I'm on theme with my talk from it's this week. Very much so. <laughs> Um, Donna, it's been wonderful having you. Thanks for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you for having me and appreciate your optimism for the end of the week as well, Richard. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to AW360. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to check out Advertising Week's ever-growing roster of podcasts for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, including our flagship podcast, Great Minds. 
You can find those at www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts.